back home again in Indiana and it seems that I can see the gleaming candlelight still shining bright through the sycamores for me the new mown hay sends all its fragrance through the fields I used to roam and when I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash then I long for my Indiana home who's your daddy Hello and welcome to The Juggle. My name is Adam and I'm joined by my co-host Jenna and this is Who's Your Daddy, a podcast where we talk about all things Indiana, the Midwest in general and everything in between. Jenna, how are you? Mm, Fast one. (laughs) Meh. Meh. Yeah, I'm meh too. Yeah. The Simpsons, did did they introduce that word or at least uh, popularize it? Mm, Meh. I don't know. Yeah. I agree. Meh is a is a good way to At describe. At first, I thought how I you feel. meant yourself, and I was like, "That's like very no. pompous of you and your family <laughs> to think you invented a word." But. Oh yes, the folklore. <laughs> no, 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 the TV show, which is written about us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah. you are Baby Lisa. I'm whoever you want to be, Baby Lisa. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. How's school going? Um, it's going well. You know. It's the first week. It's tough. Well, technically, this is my third week. Oh, the third, not second? Nope. Oh. Technically, I, this is third, so time we're, is, we're still jumping into things. <laughs> I don't know how um, time works anymore. I'm still trying to get a gauge of, like, you're talking about time, like time commitments in yeah. terms of working and... Yeah, you have to get back into the swing of it. It's yeah. tough. It's tough. You'll yeah. get there, though. Don't worry. You're very smart and extremely capable, so do not stress about it at all. You'll be all right. I guarantee. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It probably doesn't mean much. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, it means just, a lot. Yeah, well, you know, you got to believe it, though, you know? I do. It's nice I to just, hear it from somebody else, but like, uh, you, you got to really feel it. I, right. And I get that. But I also know myself, and I know that, um, you know, working full-time and going to school, I probably won't be able to give both of them 100% all the time, and I'm okay with that's that. That's fine. Yeah, you just have to give them what you're capable but of I'm probably going to put school first. Because yeah, that's fine. That's my future. So yeah, exactly. All right. Well, before we get into uh, reviewing last week's trivia question, I want to say up top that today um, the stickers arrived. So I ordered a bunch of stickers, and I put a, a little uh, thing out there saying, "Hey, if you wanted some, please send us an email or uh, a d- DM." Um, and so again, if if you want some, please do send me an email or a DM. And if you already did, um, you know, thank you. Um, if you either didn't or did either way, just make sure that you have an email and address in there so I can send you guys a Google form um, so we can get your address and we can mail those out to you. So, um, and we won't, you know, keep those addresses or anything. We'll just delete it and get rid of it as soon as no, we- we're going to memorize them. <laughs> yeah, as soon as we send them. I mean, like, I don't know. Um, and if you're uncomfortable with that, then I guess you don't get a sticker, but, um, and you know, that's fine. So your privacy or a sticker. I mean, it yeah, seems it's, like a fair trade. <laughs> it's, it's either one. Uh, so, so let us know if you want one. Um, let's get to the trivia question. John. Yeah. So I asked you, um, la- was it, it was last week. Yeah. I didn't miss any of this. Okay. I'm I don't sorry. even remember. Time, like I said, time I don't know. Blurs together. Uh, so I asked you who was the first European to cross into Indiana oh, yeah, that's after right. reaching present day South Bend in 1679. And you guessed Robert Bend, Robert Bend, <laughs> but Robert was correct, right? Dick Bend, <laughs> sort of. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, um, sounds like you should go see a doctor. So it was actually the French Mr. explorer. <laughs> no, the French explorer, Rene Robert Cavalier 
Sieur de la Salle. Or Salle? I don't know. Okay, I'm, I was supposed to know I'm this. butchering that. No, I... <laughs> and that's all the information I have on him. So if you guys know more about this guy, Mr. René Robert Cavalier. Um, yeah, no, I yeah didn't know that. I did I did guess that he was French, Cavalier, though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Which you were right about that. So That's worth nothing, but... Yeah, I, I took Spanish in high school, so I <laughs> apologize. Yeah, they're they're close. Um, yeah, I had no idea about that. And since you have no other further information, I mean, you've asked me questions on here that oh, I, well, I'm not judging your question. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I wasn't going to get that. Well, <laughs> that's how I felt many a time that you've asked me things. <laughs> well, now you're in charge of the of the trivia questions. So. Actually, kind of feel like that the whole podcast sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how you expected me to know any of this. But. Well, when things calm down for you, I would love to do another uh, another Jenna episode. So yeah, I would love to do that. And I'm going to subject you all to whatever I want to talk about. Yeah, exactly. It's fun. All right. So do you want to get into it? Oh, yeah. Let's let's get into it. Yeah. So we're doing a little deep dive. I'm sorry that it's coming out on Wednesday. Balls deep. Balls deep. Uh, we had to take care of ourselves a little bit this weekend. And just, um, you know, do some life maintenance mm-hmm. as you have to do sometimes. It happens. So um, this topic that we're going to be talking today, talking about today, it's, it's a person. Um, and it's a person that I only found out about because of my friend Decker. So I want to say thank you, Decker. You are awesome and very tall and very gentle. And I love you. <laughs> you don't know Decker, but um, if anybody does, give him a high five. So today we're going to be taking a little trip to Ohio. I we're thought this was supposed to be an Indiana <laughs> podcast. I believe I say in the intro, the Midwest in general okay. and everything okay, in between. Okay, well. And Ohio is in between. You know, that would free up a lot of my um, trivia questions. Well, yeah, you could do. I've been you could do. Trying to go Indiana focused this whole time. I mean, hey, if you can't find one on Indiana, do one on the Midwest. That's there's nothing wrong with that. So we're going to be talking about a Midwest thing here today, and I really a Midwest person, specifically an Ohio person. When you, it's Todd Ope. He invented <laughs> when you bump into someone and you go, oh. That's that's him. I you know when that's I bump, the end of the episode. When I bump Thanks, into, guys. <laughs> when I bump into somebody, I say, "Oh, Todd." Oh, see, I still said, "Oh, though." <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah, no, I say that a lot. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about a man named Jim Condit Jr. Have you ever heard of Jim Condit Jr.? Um, was he the inventor of the Slim Jim? Uh, no. He, oh. it, it, well, maybe. I hmm. um, I don't think so. I'm a hundred percent positive that he isn't. Probably not, because he was fat. No. <laughs> Uh, no, Jim Condit bad. is still alive. Um, I don't know the physical shape or size of the person who invented the Slim Jim, so I can't comment on that. But um, so let's talk a little bit about Jim Condit Jr. Let's let's talk a little little bit about his life and his background before we get into some more stuff. Okay. Um, and we have more we have clips. So like on the last episode, we introduced that. We're going to do a little bit more of that here today. So okay. Um, Jim Condit Jr., he was born in Cincinnati, um, in Cincinnati, Ohio, in 1953. He was the oldest of 11 siblings. Whoa. Yeah, a lot of, lot of kids. Um, in 1974, he graduated from Xavier University in Cincinnati with a Bachelor, bachelor of Arts, um, and it focused on Latin, Greek, philosophy, history, and literature. Whoa. I don't really know specifically. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and he graduated in three years. Um, I don't know specifically what, um, like, the degree was in I, mm-hmm. it was part of this program uh, like a humanities something program so it might have arts it, and humanities that is like a general yeah degree. maybe it was yeah a, that was actually my first major a more broad focus i, di- I didn't know that so mm-hmm. yeah I, I think that's probably what it was but um in 1974 the same year that he graduated he founded a printing business um it was named shirt scene 
not a great name, but fine. <laughs> Terrible name, actually. <laughs> um, and as far as I can tell, the business focused mainly on producing T-shirts. Um, they made a name for themselves as well as a hefty profit uh, through their contract with individual athletes in the mid to late 70s. Mm. Those included um, big names such as Pete Rose, Johnny Bench, and Joe Morgan, who were all members of the Cincinnati Reds in, in that time period. Um, and the only funny thing here is that the nickname of this baseball team was the Big Red Machine, um, which contradicts many of his beliefs, as we will see. Oh, um, okay. That might give you a little bit of taste there. Um, so Jim, he ran this t-shirt business um, until 1989, and that year he sold the company and he moved into publishing and book sales. Um, and, and I don't really know exactly what that means or what he did. Um, so you would go from printing t-shirts to printing books, I'm assuming? Maybe. I, I don't really know exactly what his role was in the publishing and book sales and it's sales like I know industry. how to put stuff on other stuff. So, so we could I'm do it on a different medium. Put a new thing on another thing. Yep. Make it stick. <laughs> Make it stick, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Speaking of stickers, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but Order uh, the stickers. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing that he did, and I'm quoting from his website here, was, quote, and of course, political wars for the future of our country. That was um, another thing that he shifted into. Um, so. What? Yeah, we'll see. Um, as part of his, quote, political war, Jim eventually started to run for Congress. As far as I can tell, his first run was in 2008 as the Constitution Party candidate for Ohio's 8th District. Um, do you want to guess what percentage of the vote he got that year? Mm, two. 1.7. Very, very, very close. Oh, wow. I would say you got that correct. Um, and that's a little bit less than 4,000 votes. So um, we're going to cover some of his more recent congressional runs in a little bit. Okay. Um, but before that, I want to go over some of his like core political and cultural beliefs. Okay. Because I think that's important. Um, and, and just as a little bit of a heads up or whatever, if you guys are looking into this or, or researching anything on your own after listening to this, um, he ran that first time again, I don't, well, I'm not hundred percent sure if it was his first time in 2008, but in 2008, he did run, um, in Ohio's eighth district, um, in subsequent elections, it was in the Ohio, uh, 10th district. I don't know if they, you know, redrew districts or what happened there, but. Or if he moved, I'm not, I'm not entirely mm -hmm. sure. So um, the elections that we will be talking about later are all in the 10th district. Okay. So let's go over some of these core political and cultural beliefs. Um, there are three that I want to go over. So okay. um, if you spend some time on Jim's website, which is something that I don't recommend anybody does. I mean, we haven't had a great <laughs> track record uh, on the show with Jim's. That's true. Jim say that? seems like a name that... It's a cursed name. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure there's some good ones out there. Jim um, Jones. I mean, there's a he number was also you name. in Indiana for a while. Yeah. So this guy's from <laughs> Ohio, but yes, I see what you're saying. Midwest. Uh, Midwest. <laughs> the Midwest in general. Um, so if you spend some time on Jim's website, I think you can easily identify three key beliefs and positions that motivate his political involvement. And uh, I just want to say that political involvement is a very generous way to characterize what he does. Um, so do you want to guess what these three are maybe just guess one um i'm gonna guess that he wants to be one. i don't know he's <laughs> he's probably very pro-life oh jenna that is the first one he's very anti-abortion so i don't say pro-life yeah, i say anti-abortion that don't touch women should have a say in that well, I don't know what he does or doesn't do to women, but I do know that he is anti-abortion. So first off, Jim is anti-abortion. Uh, he went to Catholic school literally his entire life from grade school through college. Oh, what a loser. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. So that so it makes sense that, he, that he's anti-abortion. I'm going to poke at you. Oh, I know. 
actual cat. I don't I, care. I get it. That's one of the reasons why I said no comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, further, in 1972, while at Xavier University, he co-founded the pro-life youth group. And again, it's not pro-life. It's anti-abortion. Uh, <sighs> youth group called, um, quote, Life is for Everyone. Really. Says the dude who's not getting laid. Yep. I mean, I don't I don't know anything <laughs> about that. He does have I'm kids. I'm just going to guess. Uh, <laughs> Back then, though. I just... Uh, just saying, don't don't so don't worry about what other people are this doing, is, Jim. You know, one of his first uh, main um, motivators Dude, to, get, to his get involvement. Get a different hobby. Uh, do you want to? Uh, you you won't guess the second one here, so I'll just tell you the second like main pillar of his beliefs is um, computer ballot fraud. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, his second belief is what I believe uh, motivates the majority of his actions, and that is computer voter fraud. So Jim intensely believes that computerized voting systems are undemocratic and ripe for fraudulent behavior. And I actually somewhat agree with him here. I think paper ballots are the way to go. I think that mm-hmm. that is the, the best way to ensure um, you know, accuracy and things like that, although I'm open to pushback on that. It's not a, a, a you know, a, um, a strong opinion that I have. It's just, and I don't know that much about it, but I do innately somewhat agree that we should probably not rely on computers to do this. Let's just do paper ballots. It's simple. We can do it. Um, And, you know, you can't make an algorithm do something poorly. You think back to like Parks and Rec where they're like, are you sure you want to vote for Leslie? Nope. (laughs) Uh, And then when you say yes, it like, (laughs) you know, you're like, we want to stay away from those kind of things. And that's obviously, um, you know, hyperbolic but whatever um we do differ on this thought though uh because jim believes that the three election mega vendors are part of the deep state so um yeah and and this has implications i am sure you jenna and the listener will be able to um kind of put together as we continue so the third like major pillar of his beliefs um is that 9-11 is a hoax um (laughs) in what way um, he believes hold wholeheartedly um, that 9-11 was a hoax. Um, he believes that the terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon were perpetrated by the, quote, organized worldwide Jewish shadow government using its agents in the CIA, the Bush administration, the Mossad, Israel's in- intelligence organization, and its cover-up artists running all major media, end so quote. So does he think that, um, you know, there, there were like bombs in the towers and, and there wasn't a plane or... Um, I don't think that he doesn't believe there was a plane. I think that... Um, okay, it, so it doesn't go that far. I, I don't think so. Um, I, I didn't uh, listen to the whole two-part, um, you know, uh, speech or, you know, presentation he gave at a Christian conference in D.C., which is on YouTube if you guys want to go check it out. I do I did not. listen to part of it, but... And I guess I'll say this now. Jim it, it has the gift of rambling. Oh, my goodness. This guy just goes on and these, on These people and on. usually do because oh they have zero self-awareness of what other people are feeling. And he'll like, I mean, I'm not saying he can't stay focused, but it's just like, I can't follow anything he's I wanna saying. I want to say that that's maybe like a it's little so bit of a hard. narcissistic trait. Because if you maybe. ever meet anyone who's a narcissist, they will just keep talking. Oh, my God. It, it, forever. Like, I don't, like, he's the kind of guy, like, if you, if he was, worked in the office that you worked in, yeah. everyone, like, the first thing, you'd be like, you're going to have to go ask Jim, but just, like, you, you just got to, you just yeah, got to like, walk away. Yeah, be prepared, he's going to, yeah. Yeah, like, you just got to walk away, otherwise you'll be there for 40 minutes. Yeah. Like, you just got to walk away, he'll just keep talking. Yeah. Like, it's unbelievable uh, how he can just continue on and say nothing, and, like, and it's all, 
incomprehensible. I've gotten very good at that in my office. Just the slow walk out the door. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Uh Yep, okay, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, Click. gotta go. Close the door. Um, so he believes there were two major reasons for the attacks on 9/11, um, and these are both from his website. Uh, the first one is quote uh, to trick the USA into fighting endless wars in the Middle East for the Jewish worldwide shadow government and for the exper- uh, expansionist policies of its land base Israel. See, I think I'm shrugging my shoulders here. There are like tiny tidbits of this that he maybe could have gotten right, but somehow it went into. Oh, Jenna, you were so spot on. Somehow it w- like you were right, but then you were really wrong. It's it's you missed it. It's what I have said about these guys, and you were so right that a lot of the times they'll be looking at a very similar map mm-hmm. than the ones we look at, and then it's like we're, so like we're following generally the similar path, and yeah. then right at the end of the graph it just like gets crazy, and you're like, I, nope, how did you get there? <laughs> you're like, yeah, okay, so um, you know, well this one's not a great example, but but you're right, yeah, he's like. It was more. It wasn't necessarily about fighting a, fighting a war. It was more about getting oil. But like, well, it was about creating a forever war. Somewhat, somewhat. I think it was again. It was, I think it was more about oil. But I don't. You know, I'm not an expert on on this, and I don't want to get too much into it. But just to be like, you hear that, and you're like, no, no, yeah. no, Jewish shadow government. No, you're so racist, you piece of shit. Um, and it's just hard to move on from that. Mm-hmm. So the second, uh, second reason he believes, um, you know, the attacks on 9-11 happened, um, was quote, to trick the U S citizenry into accepting the encroaching communist police state under the guise of the contrived war on terror. And this is one where I think that's a pretty good example of like, I mean, I don't think that it was, um, a reason that it happened, but I do think that it is a part of a catalyst that has led to a much more um, increased, uh, not a police state necessarily, but like, um, you know, militarized police and, and yeah, these sort of posture, posturing regulations like the TSA. Right. So you're like basically indoctrinated to yeah. these authoritarian figures yeah. wherever you go. I just don't think it was like a cause, like a reason that it happened. I think it was just a natural re, um, reaction sure. and um, yeah. result of, of it. Um, so, you get, yeah, like there you're like, you got some pieces kind of right, mm-hmm. but you're like, your logic is not right. right. Though. Your logic is flawed. <laughs> so like, yeah, you can get it both ways. Sometimes their logic is pretty good up until the end and you're like, now it's terrible. And sometimes you're like, your logic is spot on or I'm sorry, your logic is completely wrong, but you got some of the details right. Sometimes so it can be communist? both those ways. What? Yeah. I don't, Where I don't, the fuck do you get communism out of this? I mean, I guess authoritarian and he just thinks like it must be communism because I disagree with it. Like that's how I kind of. So he would agree if it was fascism i don't know uh, yeah maybe i mean kind of he likes donald trump <laughs> so you know <laughs> so the right the the right authoritarian yeah it's, it's not necessarily okay authoritarianism it's just that you know i don't because well, at this core of all these people they're just racist they're just racists they they for whatever reason they think in this this guy um i'm, I'm sure he's racist towards black people but mm-hmm. he's specifically like racist towards jewish people mm-hmm. that's his big thing um and like even wow, on, on like even on his website like he has this little part that says like recommended books and one of them is none doll uh none dare call it a conspiracy by what is it greg allen or whatever and that's a you know super um, i haven't read that anti-semitic piece of crap don't read it it's terrible um so is mind Kampf in there <laughs> <laughs> it's not but it I um, he probably I, wanted to put I, it in there. I could be wrong here and kind of mixing things, but I believe that uh, a significant part of Nundere call it 
a conspiracy, at least in its general, um, you know, tone comes from the protocols of the elders of Zion, which um, does reflect. What the fuck is that? It's a terrible, terrible pamphlet that was distributed by anti-Semitic groups in like the early 20th century, right around oh. the turn. Um, and uh, many of those similar ideas are in Mein Kampf. So it's not like I could be wrong about non-Dare call it a conspiracy there, but I think I'm right. Um, so it, it does kind of all come down to like Nazis <laughs> and like just like, um, yeah, hatred for Jews that is t- completely misplaced and based in nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just really, really bad. So um, let's talk about his congressional runs. OK. OK. So um, like I said, he ran in 2008. I don't have much on that. But um, then he started gaining some not popularity, but some notoriety. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think and they're like, hey, you're that racist guy, right? I th- yeah. I, I don't <laughs> think a lot of it was uh, <laughs> good popularity mm-hmm. or, or notoriety. Um, and, and some of the notoriety that he got is because he started buying ads on local TV stations or in radio mm-hmm. stations okay. and even um, had a like and still does sometimes it's kind of sporadic has this like one hour show on Sunday nights oh, God. Um, that I believe he just pays for. He just buys the, the airtime from the radio station so yuck um so in 2014 he ran um and w uh wlwt a a new station there um in cincinnati what a lot um (laughs) they did a um an on the issues segment with all of the candidates candidates or whatever um to give them a space to kind of say Mm -hmm. what they think um and all, all of his beliefs are pretty bad i mean they're pretty much all really really terrible um yeah but i just picked a few here uh to give you a sense of what he's about even though, you know, we kind of already talked that, about that, but this is more specific. So on privacy rights versus national security, um, this is what Jim said. The Bill of Rights should remain intact. The, quote, terror threats manufactured since 9-11 are mostly fictitious. 9-11 was perpetrated by the dark side of Israeli intelligence and the dark side of the CIA, not, not 19 Arab kids. See, quote, 9-11 mysteries and behind the smoke curtain on YouTube or Google um, video <laughs> and the book High Priests of War by Mike, Michael Collins oh, Piper. And you just know someone is trustworthy when they're like, see that YouTube video, then you'll understand. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I went to school at Purdue and one of the most common responses I got from professors when I would email them and be like, I'm not sure I quite understand this. They were like, go watch this YouTube video. <laughs> Well, that's funny because I was just going to bring up how um, literally from the time that you are like in high school, I think, and in college, they like drill into you the fact that you have to find credible sources for your information. So why does that not apply to anything else in adulthood for these people? Yep. Or or like, how about just like how much we were told, like, don't believe everything you read on the Internet, like blah, blah, blah. They were so concerned about the Internet rotting our brains and then yeah. they were all like we're gonna let the internet rot our but then brains though. you're reading something <laughs> that says don't believe everything you read on the internet but you're believing that that's <laughs> like I, I don't know where did you get that i got it from the internet yeah yeah <laughs> yeah okay so this is what he had to say on immigration <laughs> that was funny um this is what he had to say on immigration reform uh, close the borders, return many of the illegal immigrants from the last 20 years but only as the hispanic countries are freed up from um the financial oppression they have suffered for decades at the hands of the IMF, the World Bank, and the FED. These bankster institutions represent, uh, represent vulture capitalism, not free enterprise capitalism, as implemented and envisioned by the founding fathers. So this is another instance of, of what we were talking about where you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, I mean, I don't really know specifically about like the IMF and the World Bank and stuff, but like, yeah, yeah 
the industry of banking is is largely corrupt and bad. Uh, Absolutely. What does that have to do anything with like illegal immigration and, and like <laughs> and closing the borders? <laughs> like, what are you talking about, sir? man? I'm yeah. What are you talking about? Um, just so stupid. Um, this is what he had to say on campaign finance reform: take donation limits off, everything reported in the open, but more importantly, computer-free, machine-free elections with paper ballots counted by neighborhood citizens at each precinct to ensure verifiable election counts. So again, I, I pretty much agree with some of that. I just don't understand what that has to do with campaign finance reform because it has nothing to do with campaign finance reform. And like unlimited donations, no donation limits, that's awful. Yeah. That's like terrible. What are you talking about? Yeah. That's one of the many reasons why uh, since 2010, everything's been accelerated in terms of shittiness. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's the Citizens United decision, the Supreme Court. So you're an idiot, Jim. Um, And this is what he had to say on gun control. So the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Wayne LaPierre, NRA. Um, He was quoting him. Um, Second Amendment. No, I knew that. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Second Amendment should stay intact as traditionally understood prior to 1960. Quote, a well-armed society is a polite society, said George Washington. So, okay. (laughs) Okay. That was back when, you know, you had like your little pistol or whatever i mean yeah obviously when george washington said that it was completely different than the situation we're in yeah um and in terms of the wayne lapierre quote just like shut up no you're wrong and to like i don't have any problem with the second amendment we've talked about this on the podcast i don't have any problem with it i don't have any problem with guns it's just like i i do like obviously think we need to control it better right and (laughs) i and there is a lot we can do towards that absolutely and i think to um to oversimplify things, to say that uh, the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, is um, to lack kind of the insight to go back and say, like, well, why did this happen in the first place? Totally, totally. Yeah, you're totally right. It's also inflammatory. It's like, go get a gun and stop the bad guys. Right. <laughs> but don't question their humanity. Ne- never, never wonder why they needed to steal that thing. Right. You know, it, it's just because they're animals. Yeah. It's not because, like, they have no money. Yeah. For food. <laughs> it's just another way that they get that overarching otherness in yep, the yep, rhetoric. That, and totally, Jenna. You're so right. That that over uh, otherness and just like hatred toward a group that Yeah, because if you can just say that they're is, different, then you don't have to I don't have to put in any mental thought. I don't have to it. understand them. I don't nope. have to understand where they're coming from. Nope. I can just demonize them. I yep. can just say they're evil, I'm good. It's like Star Wars, I'm gonna go to sleep. Like Yeah, you're totally right. Thanks. So that's what he had to say in there. Um, in 2016, I, I can't really confirm that he ran in 2016. Um, he may have. I just, I'm just not he sure. He might have skipped. Yeah. He might have walked. I, mean, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't exactly know the balloting process here. That was um, bad. <laughs> what? I said that was bad. What was bad? Bad joke. I didn't I even hear it. I said he might have skipped. He might have walked. I don't get it. Oh, okay. Skipped walk. I like skipping. Skipping is fun. You said you weren't sure if he ran. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got it. <laughs> Do know. you like to skip? I like to skip. I find myself probably the place that I skip the most is like um, to into the uh, grocery store. Well, lately I've just been like so overcome with despair that I don't <laughs> I don't skip anywhere. Well, I agree with you there. Um, in the past, though, I would skip into the grocery store. That, that's a good the place last to time skip. I skipped. I was like 10. No, you got to get back into skipping. It's fun. Everybody should. So, yeah, I don't know if he ran 2016 or skipped or walked. Um, but what I do know is that he created an uh, an ad and he did run this ad. Um, and a couple of videos uh, as well, longer videos that all aimed at telling Donald Trump 
this one specific thing. I'll suck your dick. That, I'll no, suck your dick, no, Donald no, Trump. No, no, this, <laughs> <That's me. laughs> this one specific thing that Donald Trump needed to do to ensure, quote. Oh, um, suck his dick. No, no, no. <laughs> to ensure, uh, quote, victory for Trump. And oh, so no. let's listen to our first clip here. In every speech, you must tell the public, and I'm going to do like, quote, like, I'm, like you're talking. Quote, folks, I'm worried <laughs> about the November election being computer rigged against me. Computer rigged against me. You know, where they take your Trump votes and switch them to Hillary votes inside the computer. We can't accept this type of black box <laughs> voting anymore. Our country's entire future is at stake. Then you would hold up a DVD of hacking democracy before your crowds. Hacking democracy is, democracy is the HBO documentary that explains what's, how the computer rigging is happening and how it works. So then, while you're holding up the DVD of Hacking Democracy, you would then continue, everybody watch the HBO documentary, Hacking Democracy. The HBO documentary, Hacking Democracy. And also Google <laughs> Election Night Gatekeepers. Electionnightgatekeepers.com. We can't let them steal this presidential election from us, folks. End quote. Oh my God! It's and so also, funny. if you are hungry, tell them to eat an Oscar Mayer wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar Mayer, Oscar Mayer wiener, the best wiener. So while you're holding up the DVD of Democracy, <laughs> HBO's Democracy, whatever, mm -hmm. and the Oscar Mayer wiener, yeah. you you throw it into the crowd. I just yep. love Jim. Get doing, a t-shirt gun. <laughs> I love him doing his best, like uh, directorial, uh, you know, efforts here. Now, Donald, Donald, you got to hold up the DVD. Yeah, you got to hold it up. Like that was a good. That was a good try. Make sure, make sure it's right side up. Yep, and yeah. they can read it. Donald, that was a good take. Let's flip the DVD over okay. this time uh -huh. because it, it's hard to read the way you were holding it. Yep. So let's make sure that yep. it's it's the right way and it's facing the audience. You know, mirrored version. We'll do that in post. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it's just so funny. I'm jo Donald. I'm gonna speak as you now. Okay, this isn't me. This is me. This is me acting as you. Okay. It's just so like God. No wonder we haven't had another stimulus check. They can't get anything done. <laughs> like this guy thinks. Listen, listen. He's he's like treating Donald Trump like he's so stupid and can't understand what he's saying. And then he's like, okay, this is what you need to do to guarantee your victory. And it's a hold up a DVD. Oh, <laughs> two minds and not a single thought. I've never heard that, but very appropriate. So that's all I have for 2016. But um. He did run in 20, 2018. He did run again in 2018. HBO's like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> Free ads. I don't know about that. No, yeah, uh, know. Who knows? Maybe. maybe. I don't know. Um, in 2018, he ran a bunch of ads. There were like seven different ones, but we're going to look at, I think, four of them here. Um, and they're all a minute long, and they're all really stupid. So, um, Do you think he like writes and directs and does all of his stuff? Yeah, or? so this that's a great question. Um, I... I I don't know how he could possibly be like making money off of this. Mm -hmm. um, I think that he's probably pretty well off mm -hmm. given he had a business and sold it and then was able to do other things. I don't really know exactly what he did after that, like 1980, mm -hmm. whatever it was. But like um, his views or his videos don't have that many views. Um, the, the most that I saw was a couple thousand. Um, he, he doesn't do them regularly. He hasn't released a video on YouTube in, since 2018. Um, he does keep up this website, but it doesn't really have any ads or anything. Um, hmm. So I, I don't think that it, there's any way he's making money off of this. I think uh, he just does this because he thinks he has to or something. I don't really know. God. I don't really know what he's doing. 
Um, but let's listen to this first ad from uh, his 2018 congressional run. Okay. Sunday night, September 16th, 2018, listeners heard four minutes of dead air silence at the start of my paid program at 10 p.m. Eastern on 55KRC for Jim Conda Jr. for Congress. My programs and only my programs have repeatedly experienced such obstructions over 16 years. Always an explanation of human error is given, but I don't believe it. I believe these obstructions are perpetrated not locally by 55KRC, but by operatives of the organized criminal world worldwide Jewish shadow government, which <laughs> controls iHeart, all mainstream media, and are moving right now to powerfully censor Facebook, YouTube, the entire internet, and to put the Democrats in control of Congress by blatant computer election fraud, as explained at JimForAmerica.com. Tune in to 55KRC at 10 p.m. Eastern this Sunday and see what happens this week. JimForAmerica.com. JimForAmerica.com. Paid for by Jim Con the Jr. for Congress. <laughs> I, I don't know what that okay, end. Okay, did he get the sound guys from Pirates of the Caribbean to do this backtrack? Oh, okay. That shit slaps. <laughs> <laughs> so all of his videos, all of his uh, like ads, they all start and end with these like with the big like broad musical things was, like this i wasn't listening to what he was saying i was just rocking yeah i know you weren't even listening you were just like dancing and shit uh, like but like they all have this like these like uh you know concert I felt like johnny depp was gonna pop out like concert band music behind them like, like swelling music <laughs> and um some of it is very funny and some of it is very stupid uh and he he always sounds like an idiot uh yeah. and I love it. <laughs> I mean, I hate it, but I love it. Um, so this is a supposed political advertisement that essentially boils down to an old man being upset that iHeartRadio had a tech glitch and four minutes of his racist nonsense was lost in a broadcast. It's so fucking funny. Okay, it's so funny that he would cut an ad to do this. But there's worse things in here, right? Uh, and that is his quote here. The organized criminal worldwide Jewish shadow government, um, he claims, is the responsible. Confidence. Yeah, he claims they run iHeartRadio and all other media, major media, and, and they're responsible for this cut. Um, this is obviously ridiculous, but let's say for just for a second that he's right, okay? Why would an organized criminal worldwide shadow government with seemingly unlimited power and influence erase only four minutes of his show? Yeah. Why would they only erase it on the iHeartRadio broadcast? Yeah. The audio is fully available on his website and his YouTube, right? Okay. And why would they be targeting you specifically? Well, here we go. If they are this omnipotent, omniscient entity you say they are, Jim, why wouldn't they erase any platform you could possibly have? You yeah. have a website, you have a YouTube, you have a semi-frequent one-hour radio show, you have a Twitter account, and you have a Facebook. If they were really concerned about you as a threat to their organized criminal worldwide operation, why would they delete just four minutes of a single broadcast on one platform and not, I don't know, just eliminate you altogether? <laughs> it's so stupid. God. I don't mean kill them. It's just like they if they're this powerful thing that you think they are they could take you out man they could just delete everything that you have yeah <laughs> they control all media all media okay but you still exist so <laughs> also so stupid can you imagine though like him talking to his friends and family and being like i want to run i want to run no, for office I, and I this really is can't. what i think and not one person is like you sound like a fucking nutbag <laughs> that one person like jim shut the fuck up i don't I don't. I think you need help, Jim. His wife was like, Jim. "Honey, we both know you're not smart enough for this." I'm like okay? Jim, Jim, I think you need help, man. Yeah. What are you talking about, Grandpa? 
calm down. Like, Jim, do you know one Jewish person? No, I guarantee you. <laughs> like, what are you, what are you saying? That's crazy. That's insane stuff. <laughs> like, you don't even have to know anything about it. You could just be like, Jim, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think anybody did say anything to him. How crazy you is this? You know what? They probably didn't even care. They were probably like, yeah, shut the fuck up. You keep talking. I don't know. Oh, sure. Yeah. Just like, yeah, Jim. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go for it, buddy. God. He's like the guy that like checks okay. out at the store and just like keeps talking to the cashier. Yeah, she's like, okay, he, oh, you know, he, she, Christ. whatever is like, uh, yep, okay, they, we got a lot of customers yep. behind you in yep. line. Uh, please leave now. <laughs> <laughs> your eggs are going to go bad. Um, please go to your car and drive home. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so let's, uh, let's listen to another ad that he did um, for his Yay. 2018. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean 2. Yeah, this one has some music. They all have music. So this is uh, another ad from 2018. Dan Borden, 20 years old, Cincinnati and Mason High School, has been sitting in a Charlottesville jail for over a year. Dan Borden was in a peaceful march for preserving American history with a proper legal permit. When the Charlottesville police were ordered by the Democratic mayor and governor to let the protesters attack the peaceful marchers, DeAndre Harris of Black Lives Matter attacked and threw the first punch. Dan Borden responded with a blow that hurt no one. The Black Lives Matter thug is spending no time in jail. Dan Borden is facing an additional six to ten years in jail as a message to white people. Don't stand up for yourselves or white history or your rights or white civilization ever. The same anti-American forces that just tried to crucify Brett Kavanaugh are right now crucifying young Dan Borden in a Charlottesville jail cell. Sunday night, 10 p.m. on 55KRC, Dan Borden's dad joins me. This is Jim Conda Jr., JimForAmerica.com. JimForAmerica.com Paid for by Jim Conda Jr. for Congress. All right, so, yeah. I liked Siri at the end. Jim for America. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I, I, I keep those in because uh, he does, they all have it. That it's was so great. funny. It makes me laugh. Every single he one of them has it. couldn't get a real woman to do it. Uh, Dan, Jim Conda Jr. Uh, it's just so bad, yeah. And I keep them in because they make me laugh every time. So, um, and this, this again, um, a political ad for himself, I guess. I'm soundtrack for that one a two out of 10. <laughs> Didn't like it as much. <laughs> Wasn't as good. So, yeah, again, this is a political ad, I guess, um, that is just uh, defending a... Um, "Quote unquote protester mm -hmm. from the uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, Unite the Right rally, who yeah. uh, participated in a group beating of an of a, a counter protester. Um, what, Jim? What? Yeah. What? So let me read here. Um, so this is from Seville.com, and that's a, a weekly newspaper from Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, quote: He wore a construction helmet that said "Kami Killer." as he joined in on a brutal beating in a downtown parking garage, striking the already down DeAndre Harris with a stick until it broke as Harris struggled to pick himself up off the ground. And though two out-of-town men already found guilty of malicious wounding uh, for participating in the same beating have been sentenced to eight and six years in prison, this one, Daniel Borden, the Ohioan who was 18 years old when he hitched a ride to Charlottesville for the August 12 uh, white supremacist rally, will only serve three years and ten months. So he's only serving 10 months or three years and 10 months, not six to 10 years as a uh, message to the white race to never define their identity or whatever, uh, or to defend their identity or whatever Jim said there, freaking racist piece of shit. Um, let me continue on from the article here. And this is um, a quote from his dad. So, quote, I absolutely don't think I absolutely don't think my son did anything wrong, testified his father, retired U.S. Air Force pilot Rick Borden, about the younger Borden's involvement in what Judge Rick Moore has repeatedly referred to as, quote, one of the worst beatings I have ever seen. If you did not catch in the clip, Jim is having 
Dan Borden's father, Rick Borden, who just said, I absolutely don't think my son did anything wrong on his show. Yeah. On his radio show that he buys. Yeah. Freaking racist piece of shit. So you think it's okay to raise a little punk ass bitch who beats people? It It's so, it's so upsetting. Um, I'll just read what I wrote here. So I picked this coverage of the event because it demonstra- demonstrates how Dan Borden's father is completely accepting of his son's actions. He is totally accepting of his son's involvement in a defenseless beating. I have no idea who started the fight, and I wish it didn't happen. But beating someone who is already down with a stick is senseless and cruel. His dad said, quote, I don't think my son did anything wrong. Jim felt it was appropriate to have this man on his show and even further felt the need to cut and broadcast an ad about having him on his show. It's disgraceful and Jim should be feel bad for this like he should be disgraced by this yeah it's disgusting it is disgusting this and, and like and also to paint the picture as for somebody who doesn't know like when I went in listening to it didn't know the story of of the incident yeah. to be like well he didn't hurt anybody he didn't do anything wrong whereas the reality of it is much different yeah and, and again like e- even if um even if he was just defending himself, like I said, I, I don't know who started the fight. I don't know exactly how it began. But let's say that this guy, Harris, did start the fight. Mm-hmm. He's down on the ground. And, and there's a group of people. And there's a group of people beating against him. Against one person. And you beat yeah, him that's with not... a stick until it broke. Yeah. You did something wrong. Yeah. Like, I don't even mean in the eyes of the law. Just objectively, morally, that is yeah. wrong. You hurt an individual who could who was no longer able to defend themselves, regardless of who started it. Yeah. Like, there is a limit. And, and that's what it is. And yeah. I would I would assume somewhat and guess, again, I don't know, that um, these racists who mm-hmm. went to the racist Unite They're, the Right rally, yeah. this white supremacist, yeah. white nationalist rally, and chanted things like, uh, what is it, dirt and soil or whatever it is, uh, just racist Nazi fucking yeah. things. Yeah. Um, They're just trying to bring back fucking Jim Crow shit. They're trying to bring back Nazism. They're Nazis. They're yeah. legitimate Nazis. Um, if you're going to go to that, and, and again, I feel bad for this kid. He was 18. He's 18. And he's got a dad who's, oh, you didn't do anything wrong. Fuck, man. It's just so sad. It's so sad. This kid could, this, like we talked about, so on an earlier episode, I, we talked about um, the, like, I uh, forget what it's called, the American Association of um, Physicians and Surgeons, AARP. Um, this was in the episode with Sam, so you mm, weren't here. Okay. And within it, I, um, Maybe I just gave this caveat before we started recording it. Actually, I think that's true. In that, I apologized for for some of what I said on a previous episode about how I called um, people who have who are racist. I called them mentally ill, and that's wrong. They're not mentally ill. They're just racist, mm-hmm. and they're you know. I mean, I think you mentioned that on a uh, podcast that I yeah or yeah an I episode that I was in as well. So. Um, but like one of the lessons that I got from that mm-hmm. from the listener pointing that out to me was that. First of all, yeah, that, that that that's not the right way to talk about this, mm-hmm. but also that like you're totally right. These people can be helped. They can unlearn this. You're not born racist. You're yeah, no one's it's innately a, it's racist. A choice. They are making a choice to be this or they have been 
you know, in doctrine to, right. to be this way. But that doesn't mean that they have to stay that way. But men, and, but to say mental illness kind of indicates that yeah. they don't have a choice and that it's just happening to yeah, them. Yeah, and that's why I was but, wrong to say that. But my yeah. takeaway here is that, like, Dan Borden is a perfect example. He was 18 years old. This is a kid who could be changed and, and have yeah. a productive, great life. And a lot of mentally ill people don't hurt anybody. Well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, I don't yeah. want to, yeah, you're totally right. I, I just brought that up to, to know, get into I this. Know. But yeah, you're totally right. Uh, but just like, Dan, this kid could have been changed. He could be helped and, and be a productive member of society, create good change around the world if somebody actually helped him. Yeah, if his and instead, parents actually cared. Instead, Jim, you didn't do anything wrong. I'm going to have his dad on to talk yeah. about how great he is for beating up this guy. Why not hold him accountable? It's he, just, he fucked up. He made a mistake. Fine. Hold him accountable. It's so disgusting and so sad. And like, again, it, even regardless of like the details of how this fight started, it's it's disgusting to talk about it in these terms and to yeah. to promote the idea that he did nothing wrong. It's yeah. just disgusting. And then have his dad on who's like, yeah, no, I, I support what he did, actually. I don't think he did anything wrong. Yeah. It's just crazy. So that's Jim. Um, let's listen to another ad from uh, 2018. All right. And now, real news, real action. Com, the radio show. That's what you'll hear this Sunday night at 10 p.m. on 55KRC. This week's show, What Really Happened at Charlottesville. You'll hear from those who were there. But now the latest big media deep state deception. The non-exploding bomb sent to the Clintons, Obamas, and communist Jewish billionaire George Soros. Right on cue to try to discredit Trump and save the Democrats. Rush Limbaugh said this story may not pass the smell test. And believe me, it doesn't. This is a typical communist Jewish false flag operation where they do the deed and then blame those they're trying to destroy through their big media. If the deep state dares to claim that Pelosi wins control of Congress, you'll know it is blatant computer election fraud. See you Sunday night at 10 p.m. on 55KRC, JimForAmerica.com. JimForAmerica.com. <laughs> Paid for by Jim Condon Jr. for Congress. All right, Jenna, what are, what are your thoughts there? Well, I'm just surprised. Wait, is this live? Is this like a live show that he does? The, these are ads. These are ads. No, that but when he's talking about get on at 10 or whatever. Yeah, no, he does live radio shows, yeah. Wow, at 10 at night? Yeah, they're late because there's probably the ones that he can I'm afford. I'm surprised he's up that late and have they that i mean i mean they they don't have time slots available to buy you know also during like drive time and stuff but um what is the smell test <laughs> i i mean i think he's just saying that it's a false flag okay yeah it doesn't pass the smell yeah, test i just thought that was funny um, you never heard that the smell test no really no that's like a very common <laughs> phrase i'm uh-uh. surprised yeah mm. ah this doesn't pass the smell test yeah it's like a like uh, I think it probably comes from like you smell a smell milk or something. Well, or like, yeah. Yeah. I'm just surprised you've never heard of that. Oh. It's very common. <laughs> That's wild. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So what I took away from this, uh, among many things, but most specifically, and I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here. So um, I'm sorry for that. Strap in, kids. But stick with me. Um, and that was his comment about these bombs that were sent to Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. uh, um, Obama, and George Soros, who... Um, or which he categorizes as quote a typical communist Jewish flag flop, fl- <laughs> a Jewish false flag operation, which is stupid. Um, d- do you have any thoughts on that before I go on my little diatribe no, here? No, go ahead, go ahead. All right. So, from October twenty second to November first, two thousand eighteen, sixteen packages containing pipe bombs were mailed to several Democratic politicians and um, you know ma- major um, Trump 
Trunk, major Trump critics. Um, the bombs were sent to people such as Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, George Soros. Um, you know, as Jim mentions, those three. Um, but they were also sent to CNN's headquarters, uh, Senators Cory Booker and uh, Kamala Harris, as well as, uh, as at the time investor and major contributor to the Democrat Democratic Party, Tom Steyer, who would go on to run for uh, president. Um, or the Democratic nominee for president. Um, other victims included former Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, former Attorney General Eric Holder, um, who I didn't realize until now had a rockin' mustache, um, and everybody should go look it up. It is a great full stash. Um, and they continue on with the list of the bombs, uh, or the list of the recipients of these bombs. Um, Vice President Joe Biden, Representative uh, Maxine Waters, and weirdly enough, actor Robert De Niro. I just thought that, like, they're all politicians oh, and like man. bureaucrats or whatever. And I do then, remember hearing about this though. And then there's Robert De Niro. Yeah, I know. I remember. Yeah, I remember hearing about it, but it's just like I didn't know. I yeah, didn't know at what? the time that people were being like, "Yep, Jewish false flag." And like, God damn, <laughs> stupid idiots. But yeah, Robert De Niro. Weird. Um, while none of the IEPs, which are improvised explosive devices, if you don't know, um, none of them had a trigger mechanism and none exploded outside of a controlled setting, this was a major attempt at a dom- uh, at domestic terrorism. Yeah, it was not a false flag. The perpetrator was arrested just four days after the first bomb was found. Uh, Cesar Sayak Jr. was arrested on October 26th in connection with the bombings and pled guilty to these crimes on March 21st, 2019. He was sentenced to 20 years in prison. In July of 2019, a filing was made by Sayak's defense attorneys stating he had, quote, lost everything in the Great Recession and, quote, uh, had cognitive limitations and severe learning disabilities. Uh, disabilities and was abandoned by his father and sexually abused by a teacher at his Catholic school. That's an account of the, the life of this man who committed these. I, I, I mean, I do understand that, but I will also say that there are a lot of people who have yep. been victims of yep. similar circumstance and they don't do that. Nope. Yeah. I don't, I don't mean to, um, you know, say that he's not wrong for what he did or shouldn't be punished. I just think that painting it and, and saying, oh, this is a Jewish false flag uh, operation um, when it's actually a person who's troubled yeah, is, is really, really disgusting. Um, so let me continue here. Jim's ad is not only racist, evil, vile propaganda, which deserves to be con- uh, condemned for that reason alone. It is also a lie. It's a lie that is disrespectful to the potential victims of these bombings. Yeah. And regardless of how you feel about their individual character, they don't deserve to die or be bombed. Yeah. Um, and it's also disrespectful to the perpetrator himself. While I don't have an abundance of sympathy for Sayok's sentence or, um, you know, the consequences of his crime, I do have empathy for his experience and the events that led him to doing this. That July 2019 filing also stated that Sayok suffered from anxiety and paranoia and that he was an avid Fox News viewer, especially Fox and Friends and Sean Hannity, and that he, quote, came to believe that prominent Democrats were actively working to hurt him. This whole situation is so sad. It's a black mark on American history, and it's a direct result of the corrupt bio system we have created and allowed to perpetuate. Mm -hmm. That is what it is. It's in no way a result of typical communist Jews. Jim should be ashamed of this for the rest of his life. What it is, is a reflection of the types of rhetoric that Jim puts out into the world. When people like Jim put this shit out into the world, uh, people who are in despair, who have been ruined by the system that we have built and allowed to perpetuate, Mm -hmm. and people like Jim promote Yes. They hear this shit and then they commit crimes and they do terrible, awful things like this. Yeah. This is a result of, of the kinds of things that Jim puts out. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a result of what Jim has said. I'm saying it, the things that Jim 
Jim puts out, the thing that Alex, things that Alex Jones put out, the things that Sean Hannity puts out, Fox and Friends, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Tucker Carlson, mm-hmm. uh, Rush Limbaugh, the, yeah. the list goes on. What these people say is hateful. It's yeah. detrimental. It hurts people. And it leads them to a conclusion that the only thing that they can do is hurt other people. Yeah. That that other people are directly responsible for their current circumstance. It, I, I said this on Twitter a little bit, a little while ago. We People look at these problems and they look at these huge macro problems. They're ginormous societal, cultural uh, problems. And they look at it through a micro lens. They say, that's the person who's responsible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what's responsible. As if that could ever be the case yeah. and it's not because they're dumb it's not because they're stupid it's because so much of the media uh, paints these problems as that they say it's right. their fault because that's and a that simple hap- solution and it happens on on you know liberal media msnbc and CN- mm-hmm. cnn and you know whatever quote unquote liberal it happens all over mm-hmm. it, it's it's all reduced into this good versus evil star wars problem that just doesn't exist it's stupid yeah. These are huge, massive problems Yeah, that, that are influenced by years and years and years of major and minor events and yeah. personal experiences and uh, local uh, experiences. Mm-hmm. They're massive. It's just, it's so disgusting. It's so disgusting that anyone could could allow these things to happen. Like the people who could choose to not let them happen. Yeah. And they just do. And these, these stupid political ads are protected by federal law, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, and how ridiculous I think some of that is, because um, things like this can be put out. Well, yeah, I just don't understand where the line draws between like potentially inciting violence or a hate crime and it's somehow it's all fine because yeah, it's under it's the guise ad. of politics. Yeah, because it's a quote unquote but, political ad but, because, so we don't because he got in on some, some bullshit thing because he's never gotten anything more than like a couple percentage uh, percent of the vote. Like, yeah, no, I mean, it's I'm not saying that there's a, a great answer. And I don't necessarily think that saying that, you know, politicians can't do that or whatever or trying to regulate what is and what isn't, you know, inciting violence or things like that. I mean, I, but I, what do you do? I, I, don't I don't even know if that's the right answer. But what I'm saying, I guess, is that how could anybody do this? Like, how can anybody live with themselves? It's yeah. it's very yeah. incomprehensible to me. Um, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm some great person. I've done bad things in my life. I, You know, we all have. It's just that, like, this is so obvious and so like hateful yeah like i've done bad things but i don't think i've done like objectively hateful things yeah um it's just it's just crazy so disgusting let's um yeah let's move on let's listen to uh the last ad of 2018 Go to at real Donald Trump on Twitter to see the mind-blowing crowds. Meanwhile, Democrats can't fill the foyer to a pizza hut. These massive Trump crowds are the real polls, not the fake lying polls put out by the big TV networks, all controlled by billionaire communist Jews. These same anti-American billionaire communist Jews like George Soros also direct the three computer election vendors which have connived their way into counting 95% plus of our votes. On their secret computer programs with no effective checks and balances. Since they can't confiscate our guns, they fix close elections if they think they can get away with it. If they dare to publish computer
computer results that pro-life Marsha Blackburn loses in Tennessee or that Pelosi Democrats win Congress, you will know it is blatant computer election fraud. See you Sunday night at 10 p.m. on 55KRC. JimForAmerica.com Paid for by Jim Condon for Congress. <laughs> All right, yeah, I, just, I, I had to keep that last part in because I just love, like you said, the series. <laughs> Honestly, Jim Thor America. That's like my favorite part. I don't like any other part. Yeah, no, it's all very, very bad. So, um, you might you might think at this point, okay, oh sh- shit, that's super racist. Yeah. Um, does he really think that? Um, you know, like what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean. He does. It's a long time pattern. Uh, he's incredibly racist, especially towards Jewish it's people. Disgusting. He does not have any you know reasonable beliefs when it comes to this he's uh he's a very very racist person um so let's move on to to, um 2020 like i don't have any specifics there because what what am i supposed to oh the anti-american communist jews are doing everything he wouldn't even have to make a coherent sentence what i think what he's trying to say like all he would have to do is get on and be like jews bad (laughs) like commies that's commies yeah he's barely and like the old people that are listening their ears like perk up they're like commies what and then he barely sounds any any more coherent than what I, you just did. I completely agree with <laughs> it's, you. It's very similar. Um, yeah, let's let's move on to um, 2020. You, I probably could have cut that cut that one, but I, I just wanted to point out how like often he brings up the anti-American communist billionaire Jewish people, which, um, okay, whatever, dumbass, yeah. stupid racist. Um, yeah, let's move to 2020. So um, this year he's uh, produced two ads, um, and let's uh, go ahead and listen to the first one. All right. Hi, this is Jim Conda Jr. and I approve this message. That's me playing Holy God, We Praise Thy Name on a pipe organ. I've played Mass continuously every year at various churches since 1966. I'm one of you. By law, iHeart must run my congressional ads on WLW and WKRC. I've paid for three ads every Thursday from now to Election Day around the Bill Cunningham Show, which will tell you about the last thing I ever wanted to find that the deep state is run by anti-American billionaire communist Jews who are using their big media and COVID-19 to transform our free country into an inhumane dictatorship. We must fight back now. Tune in 10 to 11 p.m. this Sunday night on 55KRC and urgently go to jimforamerica.com. So he cut out his Siri voice there, but Jim, you're so racist. You're so racist, dude. Like, stop being so racist. Yeah. It's crazy. And I laughed because you just like threw up your hands like, what the he fuck just is going on? <laughs> parrots the same buzzwords. Also, nobody gives a fuck about you playing the pipe organ. Yeah, I don't know what that part is. I think he just had to fill time, I guess. He, had a, he bought a minute. He was like, we got to make it a That's minute. That's me. Uh, let me let me hop on the My organ. My mom says I'm really good. <laughs> and she's 99 years old. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. So um, again, the, the quote there is anti-American billionaire communist Jews run the deep state. Um, and they're using their big media and COVID-19 to transform our free country into an inhumane dictatorship. Do you even know what you're saying? Oh, my God. It's just so stupid. Um, so I just wanted to point this out here. Um, and so this information that I'm going to present is 10 years old. It's from 2010. 
um, this ad is from 2020 where he accuses the anti-American billionaire communist Jewish people mm-hmm. that run the deep state, um, you know, of, of using their big media and mm-hmm. COVID-19. Yeah, whatever. I, I just said that. So you get what I'm saying. So yeah, the, uh, this is 10 years old. Um, and I don't know how it compares to re- mm-hmm. the reality of today. Um, but given the fact that Jim has been racist um, for a long freaking time, mm-hmm. especially towards Jewish people, um, I, I'm, I think this um, criticism with 10-year-old data is still valid. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 2010, Gawker did a demographic analysis of the Forbes 400, mm-hmm. which is a list of the richest people in the world. Um, and, and I just want to note, I guess I don't really need to, but um, I want to, that I think like having a list of these people is, is kind of disgusting in itself. I mean, it's just stupid. It, it feels gross. Um, but anyway, so in 2010, um, you know, on their list, uh, there was one black person. Um, there was three gay people. Mm-hmm. There was four Indian people, mm-hmm. uh, six Asian people, mm-hmm. 30 Jewish people, and 34 women. Okay. So if it's the bil- billionaires uh, ruling things, mm-hmm. why is it just the Jewish billionaires? Why isn't Jim saying it's evil anti-American communist feminist billionaire uh, well, I'm sure he'd like to trying to d- d- undermine our democracy. So, like, I- I'm I'm being facetious here, uh, but it- I just want to illustrate how racist and stupid he is. Well, yeah, that it- that it's not necessarily about them being a billionaire. It's that they're Jewish. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> or even that they're anti-communist. It's that they're Jewish. That's the only thing. Like, I wonder, like, when <laughs> that's the only thing he cares about because he's a racist. Distilled. When was this distilled in, little, in little Jimmy? Was this like uh, at Sunday school or something? Um, I bet his dad like had him read uh, Non Dare Call It a Conspiracy. Like that book is crazy terrible to people's minds. Mm. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Or And I, I'm so much of what he says mirrors what Alex Jones says. Well, they um, all just paired each other. Uh, yeah, they I all mean, do they... just paired each other. And even Alex Jones is just a, a replication of people before him, too. So. Oh, absolutely. And including none dare call it a conspiracy and the protocols yeah. of the elders of Zion. Like, it's all this kind of the same stuff, it just repackaged mm-hmm. um, and, and slightly changed, barely, um, which is why you can so obviously trace the thread through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to point that out, that it's really just that he hates Jewish people. Yeah, oh, he's absolutely. A terrible, terrible anti-Semite. Um, so another thing that he says in this ad, he talks about how iHeartRadio must, by law, run his ads. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was talking about. And, that, like, there is somewhat of a law here. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, the Reasonable Access uh, Clause or Law and, and some FCC law. Okay. And um, on his website, he has a um, little section about this. Mm-hmm. And he says that, you know, like, uh, if you run for office and um, you want to get a radio ad and they don't play it or whatever, you can file to get their license like obtain their license from them, which um, again, I'm not a lawyer, uh, but from what I have read about this and I looked into this for a while, it's not that you can uh, apply to obtain their license from them. That doesn't sound right. You can basically effectively file a complaint and they might lose their license if they don't follow this reasonable access law, which is about providing um, airtime for political candidates in a fair way, Mm -hmm. which whatever, you know, I'm a proponent of publicly funded elections which would probably eliminate this, so it doesn't really matter, mm-hmm. but at least in the form that I like. But sure, this is fine. It's a good thing. But it's not like you can just be like, actually, I own it now. <laughs> it's my radio station now because you didn't play it at 4 o'clock, like I said. Um, and he also kind of goes <laughs> on in some some areas about how like it, they have to follow what you, what you buy. They, what you buy. It's got to be what you buy. If you buy this slot, it's got to be that slot. And, like these things. And, he must be a terror with customer service people. Oh, I'm sure. Sh- oh, God, <laughs> Jenna, right? This dude. Just buy 
awful. God, going into freaking Sprint and buying a cell phone. Just If he's not telling you about his fucking day 40 years ago, he's complaining <laughs> about a survey he had to take. There's three things, yeah. Complain yeah. about a day 40 years ago. Talk about how the Jews are, are running everything yeah, yeah. And, and they're going to, that 4G is going to kill us. That's why I'm getting this flip phone. Yep. Uh, or he's just complaining about like, well, the clause here says that, and you're mm-hmm. just like, that's not what it says. What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, so let me let me read from the FCC. All right. um, section 312A7 of the Communications Act and Section 73.1943 of the Commission's rules require commercial broadcast stations to provide reasonable access to candidates for federal elective office. This means that commercial television and radio stations must allow legally qualified federal candidates to purchase reasonable amounts of uh, broadcast time throughout their campaigns in all day parts. And that means in all parts of the broadcast day. And this includes television primetime and radio drive time. Uh, The right bestowed upon federal candidates to purchase broadcast time is not absolute. Jim, uh, stations may take into account certain factors in determining whether a request to purchase broadcast time is reasonable. Reasonable access does not extend to state and local candidates, and stations have discretion whether to accept or refuse requests from state mm-hmm. and local candidates. Yeah. But it, it, that part about, like, it's not absolute. Mm-hmm. Like, if you buy um, time around a specific show, mm-hmm. they have the freedom yeah. to move it around within the broadcast because sure. they don't have, like, br- sometimes broadcasts broadcasters go over they go over time mm-hmm. sometimes an interview runs long blah, 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 blah. Baby. it's just how it works or maybe it's sold out like you want to buy mm-hmm. uh 10 o'clock or let's say you know four o'clock every thursday but they don't have any four o'clock thursday spots so they have a, a um the right to say well our five o'clock or or five o'clock on Friday has similar numbers to Thursday. So we're going to put it there. They have the right to do that. Mm -hmm. And he kind of paints it in this like absolute way. That's Mm -hmm. just stupid. And this might be boring to people, but I thought it was interesting. And I also just like thought it was a great, another great point to show like, he's a bad faith actor. (laughs) He's just a liar. He's just a piece of shit. (laughs) He just lies about everything. He's just like a fucking grouchy old man. Like, yeah, yeah. Shut up. He's a grouchy old, old white dude. Yeah. Yeah. He totally is. But, but he was like 20 years ago, too. <laughs> yeah. When he yeah. wasn't that old. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's uh, listen to the, um, the second and last ad of 2020. And then I have one more thing to end with, um, which is kind of funny. So here we go. That's what you'll hear this Sunday night at 10 p.m. on 55 KRC. The beatdown on white people and white civilization by the media Jews who control every major TV and radio station in the USA has gone on for years. Enough is enough. Join me and my guest Pete Papa Heracles, co-author of the book America's <laughs> Racial Powder Keg, this Sunday night at 10 on 55KRC. Barack Obama once said, let's have a conversation about race. Pat Buchanan answered, let's make it a two-way conversation this time. While none of us chose what race we were born into, all are entitled to a reasonable pride in their group. White men have given mankind 98% plus of all major inventions, the rule of law, and really civilization as we know it. I'm Jim Conda, Jr. for Congress, and I approve this message. See you at 10 p.m. on 55KRC this Sunday night, and go to jimforamerica.com. Jim for America dot com, whatever. So um, no. you, you latched on to the point that I latched on to, and that was. Why is he? But he starts talking about history, and then he <laughs> says white people are responsible for inventions and civilization as we know it. Sir, do you know where 
<laughs> what was it? The Fertile Crescent? Is that what that is? Well, you know on. where that started, sir. Hold on, because we will be talking somewhat about the that. The motherfucking Tigris and the Euphrates. That's all I remember. We are literally going to be talking about that, and I'm incredibly impressed that you remember it. Woo! Um, so, um, first of all, though, the, the, before he said that, he did say the beatdown on white people and oh, white civilization oh. by the media Jews who control every TV or ma- every major TV and radio station in the USA has gone on for years. Sure. Jesus fucking Christ, Jim! You crazy, crazy racist piece of garbage! Like you're you're saying that you're being oppressed by one of the groups that is like so largely oppressed. Like, and you have a radio show. Yeah. What do you mean you're... Yeah, the beatdown of white people. You have a radio show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He's such a freaking racist piece of garbage. Uh, but yeah. And th- then he says, uh, white men, this is a quote, quote, white men have given mankind 98% plus of all major inventions, the rule of law, and really civilization as we know it. Nope. Um, nope. And as you pointed out, that is... Um, That's not true. It's... Uh, what is that? Uh, there's a word for it. Three letters, starts with a consonant, ends with a vowel. What are you talking about? It's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lie. He's lying. Um, so, uh, so 98% of all um, major inventions. That's not true. Plus 98% plus. Let's let's uh let's look at a few major inventions, right? Okay. So um bricks, bricks are a pretty important thing yeah. that were invented. Uh, they date back to 7,000 BC, um, which makes them one of the oldest known building materials. Wow. They were discovered in uh, southern Turkey at the site of an ancient settlement around the city of Jericho. Ooh. Turkish people. Yes. Middle Eastern. Not white. Not white. Um, glass. Uh, archaeological evidence suggests that the first true synthetic glass was made in Lebanon in the coastal north Syria, um, Mesopotamia, or mm-hmm. ancient Egypt. Not white. Yeah, not white. Not white. How about written language? Yeah. Would you say that's a major invention, Jim? Yeah. Would you say that that's important, Jim? You stupid Can you freaking even fucking racist. read, Jim? The first languages were developed by the Sumerian people of southern Mesopotamia, part of modern Iraq. Yeah. How about numbers, Jenna? Would you say numbers are important? Uh, a yeah. major invention? Um, Hindu Ar- uh, Arabic numerals, which is the set of 10 uh, symbols, one through or zero through nine, uh, that represent numbers in the decimal number system. Uh, they originated in India in the 6th or 7th century and were introduced to Europe through the writings of Middle Eastern mathematicians, uh, especially al Khwarizmi and Al-Kindi. I'm sorry if I mispronounce those. About the... Uh, uh, in about the 12th century, um, they represented a profound break with previous methods of counting, such as the abacus, and paved the way for the de- development mm-hmm. of algebra. Mm-hmm. So, um, major inventions. Yeah. That's just four that took me about 10 minutes to yeah. find that were all non white people. Mm-hmm. You racist, dirtbag, liar, mm-hmm. piece of shit, Jim. Okay, the rule of law. Another white male. Yeah. He, I don't think he says, um, no, he does. He does say white male invention, right? Yeah. No. Ancient uh, Egyptian law dating uh, as far back as 3000 BC was based yeah. on the concept of ma'at and characterized by tradition, rhetorical speech, social mm-hmm. equality, and, and impartiality. Yeah. By, the tw- uh, by the 22nd century BC, the ancient Sumerian uh, ruler, um, Ur-Namu, um, had formulated the first law code, which consisted of uh, um, st- like if-then statements and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, around 1760 uh, BC, King Hammurabi, which mm, is what we that's yeah, exactly the what code of Hammurabi yeah. is what we uh, think about a lot. He further developed these Babylonian laws and uh, codified it and mm-hmm. inscribed it into stone, which is I think some yeah. of the first like um, you know tangible written records that we have. Yeah. Um, so 
the rule of law was not yeah no a, a white not white people male thing um neither were many major inventions especially nope. what i would argue the two most important ever which is um you know written language and numbers yeah. i think you might be able to say fire too but i don't i don't think they have any way of, of knowing like where fire yeah, yeah. was invented um but then there's civilization as we know it and that's where you freaking nailed it um so mesopotamia is a region of southwest asia in the uh, tigris and euphrates river system that yeah. benefited from the area's climate and geography to host the beginnings of human civilization yeah its history is marked by many important inventions Mm-hmm. inventions jim uh that changed the world including the concept of time mm-hmm. math the wheel sailboats maps and writing Whoa. like the, the, like if you had to give a list of yeah. the, the probably the most important things ever yeah that would be a those are really on the list um mesopotamia is also defined by a changing succession of ruling bodies from different areas and cities that seize control over a period of thousands of years mesopotamia was situated in western asia in modern day iraq kuwait parts mm-hmm. of syria and turkey and regions along the turkish syrian border as well as the iran iraq border mm-hmm. not white people not white people you did not, i sound and, like the and, ad yeah a little bit and not white men not okay white jim men. you Fucking racist piece of garbage. You saying it doesn't just make it true. I hate him so much, Jenna. It's something with gyms. (laughs) It's something with gyms. (laughs) You're so right. If anyone anyone listening is named Jim, I I'm sorry. I am sorry. I love you. Please, I I want you to have. I want you guys to come on the show so we can show the world that Mm -hmm. being named Jim does not mean you are a terrible racist dirtbag. And why is it always the loudest people have the worst things to say? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just so sad. It's so sad and depressing. And like, and not one upsetting. person was like, "Shut your goddamn yeah. trap." Yeah, we talked Jim. about it earlier, I'm but you're right. I'm sick of hearing you talk. How was nobody? I know, I how know. did? Yeah, but you're right. How did nobody step in and be like, before it even got what to this the point? Fuck, are you talking about Jim? This is not like a belief. This isn't just like. No. I, I like small government. You're like Jim. You're you're being like super super racist, man, yeah. all the time. Like it's, it's all you talk about. Yeah. Like how? What happened, man? Yeah. Did your wife like leave you for a Jewish man or something? I think they've been married for for maybe know, there was an affair. The I whole time. I, I I can't comment on that and I don't want to. <laughs> uh, All right. Um so to end here, um as I was researching for this, I saw this uh video um of his and it was from 2008. So it's an older video. Um he hasn't he, he hadn't uh you know really developed his broadcast game at this point. <laughs> Um, cause I kind of went back through so time. so developed now. Yeah, it's not, it's not, but like, it, uh, he tripped over himself a lot more. And I, I think what this, uh, you know, this video made, why this video made me laugh so hard is because he trips over his words and, and it's just the music at the beginning. Like, because I went more parts of the Caribbean. I don't know exactly what the character of the music is, but, or, you know, the genre or whatever, but like. I went backwards in time. So like started in 2018 and like went back and viewed his YouTube videos, not Mm -hmm. all of them uh, or whatever, but like at some point I was like, has he always been doing this terrible music? Yeah. yeah. And and then I found like one of the first videos and it's like, yep, he's been doing it from the beginning. And like, he's still not good at this shit. And like, he's noticeably younger and it's just so funny. Um, And I laughed really, really hard when I heard this and, and heard him trip over his words. So I hope it makes you guys laugh too. This is the YouTube video, South Carolina and Ron Paul. (laughs) 
hello this is the, 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 the youtube this you is were the, so close Jim. this is the the do you the video on the YouTube about <laughs> South Carolina and Ron Paul, because he's like a big Ron Paul guy or was, and now he's Trump or whatever. But God, that just made me laugh so hard. He was like, this is the the YouTube, this is the, vi- the YouTube video for the Ron, South Ron Carolina Paul. Thanks for watching. It's like that. Have you seen the video of the old people? Old, the crispy, flaky crust. No, I haven't. Um, anyone that has seen that knows exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. But. Um, I, I'm sorry that I don't. Yeah. Well, that is Jim Condit Jr. He is a racist, terrible um, person um, who I hope um, hears this and realizes how terrible and racist he is and maybe changes um, his behavior. I doubt that'll happen, but that is what I hope. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys want to help us out and help the show out, you can tell a friend about us. Um, you can leave a rating and review. Um, you can go to our website on the top right corner. There's a uh, little button that says donate. You can click that and give us money. Um, and we also have merchandise that um, is available through our website as well. Um, what is our website, Jenna? Our website is who's your daddy pod. Com. That's correct. If you guys want to send us an email, it's who's your daddy pot at gmail.com. And if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, it's at who's your tweety. Mm-hmm. All right, Jenna, trivia question? Yeah, yeah. All right, we're talking about inventions. That's funny. This is about an invention. Oh, All look right. at that. There we go. So on November 16th of 1874, an Indiana man by the name of William Blackstone gave his wife this birthday gift, which would later go on to be a very common invention. William Blackstone. Mm-hmm. What was the year? 1874. 1874. I thought you were going to say Philo Farnsworth, and I got excited. No. Um, because I, I, I would have known that. Um, William Blacksmith mm-hmm. in 1874 mm-hmm. gave his wife this invention. Yep. For their anniversary? For her birthday. For her birthday. And it would later go on to be a very popular invention. I have no idea. Jeez. Take a gander what it was. Um... I really, this is uh, kind of tough. I have no idea. I'm going to say, um, no, I just have no idea. This is crazy. Uh, can, um, hint, I think most people have one. Most people have one. Yes. Okay, I'm going to say um, a leg. Who's your daddy?
I've got to get back home. I've got to get back home. Back home again in Indiana. And it seems that I can see the gleaming candlelight still shining bright through the sycamores for me. The new mown hay sends all its fragrance through the fields I used to roam. And when I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash, then I long for my Indiana home. Back home again, home back in Indiana. Oh, it seems that I can see. See the gleaming candlelight still shining bright in Indiana. It's the Midwest, but we love it. The moon shines the best above it. We love it. All the new moon sends fragrance through the fields I used to roam. And when I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash River, then I long for my Indiana home in Indiana, Indiana.